This is the Three to Win Podcast, sharing optimal steps to win your day, month, and year. Your money and your life are like crossroads, and when they meet, true success can be discovered. Our Real Talk conversations are about creating fulfillment throughout your life's journey. And now, here is the Life Architecture team. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Three to Win podcast. You have Rich, John, and Matt. As always, we are happy that you're here. Say hi, John. Hey, guys. Say hi, Matt. What up? (laughs) So we are so excited to be here. So we have had an amazing bunch of podcasts that we started in 2020. What a year to start a podcast, right? 2020. Wow, it's awesome. So we're kind of excited because what we've decided to do with this podcast is kind of take a look back. Because if you're going to move forward, you got to look back. If you want to know where you're going to go, you got to look at where you've been. And we wanted to kind of talk about some of the things that we've learned over this last year of doing a bunch of podcasts, as we will call it season one, because we are excited because season two is going to be kind of some of the same, but some of the different. And we'll talk about that in a second. But we want to kind of just wrap up um, some of our podcasting of 2020 with looking back and the three of us have kind of picked um, the podcast that either affected us personally the most or that we thought of the most or we enjoyed the most or however you want to kind of go at it. So that's what we're going to do right up in here. My favorite one was the one where I called you a lean turkey. What episode was that? that was, I can't that was, It's so funny you say that, John, because I the entire time I'm thinking, okay, it's our final episode of the season. <laughs> We've got to like bring this full circle and come up with a really good animal for Rich. And I can't think of anything that would either like offend him massively or that would describe him perfectly. He's, he's, a, he's a human being. That's what he is. Oh, <laughs> touching, he's a, he's heartwarming. A, he's a he beautiful, a bald-headed human being. Beautiful, bald-headed human being. So um, for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, randomly on one of the podcasts and I don't recall why it might've been the, the, I don't know. might've been the one we were talking well, the, about. The problem is you think on your feet, Rich, you think on your feet so quickly and you like threw out these names to call us. And then we had to come up with an animal protein. To, that was well, the thing, right? The catch was. Well, an animal so yeah. Protein. So, so that everybody doesn't know we were talking about something and somehow we started talking about protein. And I said, well, yeah, if, if Matt was a protein, he'd be bison. And I said, and if John was a protein, he'd be, I don't remember what I said you were. It was really good though. So something cool. It was like, turkey, elk. wasn't it? No, elk or something cool. Oh, elk. Okay. And then I and then they both fell silent and I was like, John, what would I be? I goes, <laughs> you'd be like lean turkey. And I'm like, why do I have to be a turkey? Like you're bison and you're an elk. And he was like, no. And he tried to save himself. And then I think in the next episode, we went to like salmon. I don't remember what it was, but whatever. It got it was, worse. It did not it get definitely. Yeah, we not, went downhill. You know, I wanted something macho, bro. I wanted it to be something like rhino protein or something. But no, but it had to have like a connection to you. And yeah, who's eating rhino of, protein? I, mean, I don't yeah, know. Hopefully, nobody's eating rhino species. protein. Well, maybe like a. T- but a lion could eat a rhino. I mean, there's no rules. Like they don't arrest lions for eating endangered species, right? Like lions can eat whatever they want in the jungle. I guess you're, wild, yeah, you're right. You're right. But the moral of the story is we can't think on our feet as quickly as you can. And so yeah. when you're like, what kind of protein am I? I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I was eating like a boar's head sandwich that day. Which, so I was like, hey, it's lean turkey. The- but at the end of the day, between the three of us, I don't think any of us are eating bison or elk. So at least I'm probably the most, you know, the most common common of the lean. You're the most healthy. edible. Edible. Yeah, you're the most the I am the most edible. I am delicious. So anyway, we're gonna look back and we we each kind of picked 
which of our own podcasts. And so we invite our listeners, if you're tuning in for the very first time, go back and give a listen because we got a whole mess of them, but go back and listen to some of these. But we, we kind of wanted to talk about the ones that kind of affected us, that the kind of the ones that, that hit us in our feels or whatever it is. So um, we, and you know what, because we're so organized, we really didn't talk about who was going to go first. Who do you, how do, how should we do this? Should we do this? Like, well, I'm, I'm interested. Why, why don't you go first, Rich? Cause I'm kind of curious what I know you, we talked about this before, but now I can't remember which one you picked. Cause I feel like a lot of these were really good. So where did you land as far as like your number one? Like if you looking I'm, back, cause now we're like, yeah. I don't even know the number, like 18 episodes deep for season yeah. one. So what's your best? I have to tell you that the one that when I listened to it, because I listened to our podcast, after, obviously after we post them, I listened to them and I try to listen to them objectively, which is very hard to do because John and Matt are my dear friends and um, I love them. So I love you guys. So um, I know it was very touching. Um, so it's, it's hard to be objective with your own stuff, but you know, just like a baker probably, you know, tastes his own cakes and I'm sure, you know, like a painter looks at her own painting. I, you know, try to listen to our podcasts. And the one that I listened to that actually got me super emotional was the one that we did about writing a letter to your younger self. Coincidentally, for those of you that are very new to this podcast, um, I have a little bit of a presence on a social media app called TikTok. I'm a verified creator on TikTok under the name The Rich B, letter B. So The Rich B. I'm also on Instagram as Memento The Rich B. So Memento is M-E-M-E-N-T-O, The Rich B. Um, and there I have a little bit less of, less of a presence. But I, I noticed that on my social media, when we posted our podcast, that was also the one that I received the most comments and messages about. So I kind of feel, and this is just completely unscientific because it's just my, by my memory, but I kind of feel like that one hit a bunch of people. I got some heavy comments and some deep comments. So let me just talk a little bit about that for those that haven't listened to it. And I invite you to listen to it because I'm not going to go through the whole thing, obviously. But basically the premise of it was to go back and write a letter or to go and write a letter to your and I think we hypothetically made it your eight-year-old self or your 10-year-old self. What would you tell a 10-year-old, you know, Mike? What would you tell a 10-year-old Jennifer? What would you tell a 10-year-old Clara? What would you tell a 10-year-old Stephanie? What would you tell a 10-year-old James? All of you, you know? So we both, we all three, we kind of did that. And, and I did that and it was, it was very heavy. So by just just to be blunt to clear and to be completely transparent, had a tough childhood, had a lot of kind of tough things happen to me when I was a kid that um, some people know about, some people don't. So I won't go into a, a lot of the detail, but there was some abuse. There was some, some of the things that you're probably thinking, um, those of you that are listening, like, wow, what can make a tough childhood? So yeah, that. And what if I could, you know, write a letter and put it in a time machine and send it to myself as a 10 year old, what would I say to 10 year old rich? And I did. And I got super emotional when I did it. It, it really, man, it really affected me. You know, it's weird when you think of yourself as a younger person, I'm the oldest of the three and I'm 53. And when you think about it, 
scientifically, and I apologize to those of you that are more science-minded than I am, but as I understand it, um, there's really nothing about you right now that is who you were when you were 10. Like literally you have shed every cell, everything has changed. Like you're, you're not other than your, your genetics, but as I understood it, as it was once explained to me by, um, by a, a scientist who said, you know, you know, you, you, you shed your cells, you change, you know, your, you know, everything is being remade. So literally if it were possible to bring your 10 year old self next to you, you're, you're a different person. You're not that 10 year old little kid anymore. Um, you have your memories, you have all those kinds of things, but essentially it's this different human being. And it felt like I was trying to go in the past and kind of warn or comfort this child, except the child was me. And doing that was, I thought it was going to be kind of like a cutesy thing, like write a letter to yourself about how great 2021 is going to be and all the goals you're going to accomplish. But instead, I literally had like tears rolling down my eyes, like saying to myself, you know, you're going to survive this and this is going to be really tough and no one's going to believe this, but you're going to get through it. And then this is going to happen, but don't let this get you down. And it, it was very powerful and it was very healing. And it brought me to a place where I felt for the first time in, in half a century, wow, because I'm older than half a century now, for the first time that I can remember in my adult life where I felt at peace, where, where I could truly feel forgiveness for people that did some pretty bad things to me. And I was thrown back by the impact it had. Um, I received messages from at least, without exaggeration, at least 50 people just to round the number. It was probably closer to 70, but at least 50 people who reached out to me and said, I wrote a letter to my younger self and it was really difficult. Or I wrote a letter to my younger self and I brought it to a therapy session and my therapist was crying. Or I wrote a letter to my younger self and I shared it with my significant other. And it was the first time I was able to talk about the things that happened to me. And I realized then that here we are on this podcast called, you know, the three to win podcast, where a lot of what we talk about is money and, and, and life and how to be more successful, but that this, and by the way, at least using the numbers we have today, it's the most downloaded podcast so far. And I was surprised by that because when we went and looked at the numbers, I, I didn't think that it would be. Um, so the premise is exactly this. So you, you write a letter to yourself, you literally sit down and you write a letter to yourself. You know everything that already happened to you when you were a kid. So you write a letter to yourself kind of comforting yourself or advising yourself or or walking yourself as a kid through these things. So um, that was what it was. That, that had a lot of impact on me. That was a great episode, Rich. Um, you know, I think a lot of it came out. I think our, our listeners really like the ones that had the feels to it. I, I remember what mine was. Mine wasn't as emotional as yours, I think, because mine was, I was dealing with something and mine was dealing with anger issues. And and I, I didn't necessarily write a letter, but I did go to a therapy session where we had to talk to my younger self about something that occurred and, um, you know, why I ha act the way that I do when I get frustrated and angry. And my, my big thing was throwing stuff, which is, I know, like silly in the scheme of life, but that was mine. And I talked to my younger self and kind of figure out why, why did I act a certain way? And it all came out to like my parents being divorced when I was younger and seeing 
two people very unhappy with each other and how they dealt with their anger and how that impacted me. So that, that was a, that's a great one to bring up because I think it's so therapeutic to reflect on the whys behind the feelings that we have. And, and then afterwards having this great sense of peace of either being able to explain why we act a certain way or go to correct those actions. And for me, it was realizing that when I get angry, that's not an acceptable way to deal with anger. There's so many better ways. And the reason why I was doing this is because I, I subliminally saw this occur and thought, hey, this is the way that you deal with anger. Um, and it's not. And again, seeing it with my boys now, my two younger sons, when they got angry, they were doing what dad did. And I'm like, don't do what dad does. I mean, do some of what dad does. I do pretty good things in life, but don't do this part of it. And in order for me to correct that action for them, I had to stop doing it. But in order to even figure out what the problem was, I had to go back and figure out where, at what point in time was that a deemed to be an acceptable way to act out anger? And um, it was so incredibly therapeutic and helpful to think through that time period. So I love that one, Rich. That's a great one. John, sorry to interrupt you. Go no, no worries. I was going to say, for those of you listening, um, wondering which episode we're talking about, I don't know if we actually said, but it's episode eight. Um, so if you go back in our, um, on, on the oh, podcast the one, list. Yeah, the letter to your younger self. Letter sorry to your younger that. self. Yeah. And I episode think, you know, to, to both of yours, both of y'all's points, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I, when we started doing these, uh, these shows that I didn't realize we were going to open up as much as we did. You know, we certainly, but we wanted to show people like, you know, we, we, we're not, we're not on the other side of this telling people like, Hey, how to do three great things a day and get better and get better and get better. Like we all deal with challenges too. And Rich, I remember when you, when you talk on, on that episode an open letter to your younger self, I remember being almost surprised when I, I was like, I was surprised when you, when you talked about what you discussed, because I'm like, Oh man, well, first of all, I didn't know some of those things. And second of all, I certainly didn't know that you were going to share that on the show. But I mean, I think after you did that, it sounds like it was not only therapeutic for you to do that, but also like, it was really, it's opened up a lot of dialogue with, like you said, you had a lot of people reach out saying, Hey, I've felt that way. I've been there. I've done this. Now I've written this letter to myself. I feel like that that's awesome, man. I mean, that was, were you, were you worried about talking about that stuff on the show? Well, you know, I, I wasn't worried about it because I've always been kind of an open book. I mean, I speak for a living and in, in my, my, my formal job, my actual job, I speak for a living and I'm, I'm pretty transparent about things that I've experienced, but mostly professional things, you know, taking care of dying children and some pretty heavy stories. And I've shared some stories about, you know, losing my dad at a young age, which was another episode that the three of us did. For those of you that are new to our podcast, all three of us, while we are very of very different ages, all three of us, interestingly enough, all of us lost our dads when we were in our 20s. So for me, it was 30 years ago. For John, it was how many years ago? Uh, almost 10. And for Matt? Uh, 11 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, me, it's three decades for them. It's, it's over, you know, a decade or over a decade. Um, and so I, I felt safe in talking about it. I think, I think that a lot of times, you know, there's the quote from Hemingway that says, and of course, when you read the quote in context and also know that Hemingway didn't exactly, um, you know, have maybe the best life or, you know, of course he, he was somebody that ended his own life. So it was, you know, pretty tough, but there, there was a quote that's attributed to him that out of context actually is kind of powerful. And it says that something about that we grow stronger at the broken places. I don't know if that's necessarily scientifically proven or if it's necessarily psychologically proven, but I can say from just as a numerator of one, 
that I would say the areas where I have been broken the most are the areas where I have become stronger and better. There's a cycle that we all can either repeat or break. Matt gave an example of, you know, something simple. When he's angry, he throws things. And, you know, he decided to break that cycle in his case, A, because maybe it just bothered him, but B, he has children and he didn't want to see his children repeat that cycle. So I was maybe in a cycle of some abuse and some neglect. And in my early days, if you would have met me when I was 20, I would have said, well, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have children because I was afraid that you were condemned to have the same kind of situation in your life, you know, that you would, you know, fight with your spouse and have a, 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 a home that would be, you know, stressful and whatever. I knew I would never abuse my children, but I just was afraid that maybe my spouse would or whatever. And instead, I realized that we can make a conscious effort to break the cycle of anything. You can break the cycle. If you've been abused, you don't have to be an abuser. If you've been poor, raised poor and struggling, you don't have to remain that way. Um, if you've come from a tough circumstances, you can rise above that. But it doesn't mean you don't learn from it. it. doesn't mean you don't bring those lessons forward. And sometimes that learning is uncomfortable, right, John? I mean, that, that's, and that's the question that you were asking me. Was it uncomfortable? To a small degree, it was, but I overrode the program of being uncomfortable because I realized that maybe this can help someone else because I learned that for me, I grew stronger in this place where I was broken, as uncomfortable as it was. Yeah, I mean, this, well, this actually plays well into what my episode was, which is episode four, um, which is finding comfort in being uncomfortable um, or finding your comfort with the uncomfortable. But yeah, I mean, use the show as an example. Like this is, all of this is actually quite uncomfortable for me. I, <clears throat> we've never done, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a public speaker by trade. We've never done uh, a podcast or shows like this before. And yet here we are talking about losing our dads or having conversations that are, um, you know, really emotional for us. But, you know, I, I feel like I look back throughout like both, both like personally and professionally, I look back at like these different points in time and in every single one of them, when I experienced growth or when I like took that leap of faith and like made that jump to do the thing that I'm now like really looking back, excited that I'm you know doing with my career, with my life, my family, whatever, it's always just facing that uncomfortable thing. Um, and there's that quote that's, you know, I'm going to butcher it, but it's like everything you, you, everything you want is on the, is on the opposite side of fear or on the other side of fear. And I don't even know who said that, but that that's so true that you, you do have to face these things. Now here we are 18 episodes in or whatever it is. And I love having these conversations. I love doing this dialogue. I never thought in 2020 we'd be hosting a podcast and, and we're doing that now. So, you know, for me, even having like your, you know, the conversations that you had that otherwise would be uncomfortable. Like it's, it is, it's weird for me to open up and, and have this dialogue. I mean, I shared on that episode, actually, the one that, that we're referring back to yours, episode eight, I shared that I did hypnotherapy and why I did that, you know? Um, but I did that because I wanted to be better, basically. Well, and I think, and I think let's, just, let's just call it what it is, right? There's enough people out there saying, 
be like me, you know, look at my success, look what I've built, look at me in front of my private jet and my cool clothes and my hot wife or my hot spouse, or my hot significant other, look at my perfect life. And, and I get that those people are trying to sell a dream and there's nothing wrong with being successful and having those things. But I think the reality is, is maybe it's more interesting to hear from people who are like, man, I throw things when I get mad. I mean, it takes a lot of guts for a 40 something old man to go, when I get mad, I throw things, you know, because you run the risk of maybe somebody rolling their eyes going, what? But you know what? So what? If you have a problem I have holes with that, in my resist- door to prove it. And I have, a, <laughs> yeah, so- and I have a spouse who deems that to be unacceptable. So, you know, yeah, it's right. like a light thing. I think like, are there other things in life that I should probably work on too? Like, yes, but that was the. That was a really good example of something but, that was easily easy to fix. And it was done so through a very effective method of talking, of thinking back when this occurred and then right. talking to that, that person, that, that your, that young, younger person and saying, right. I can, if I can fix those small things that way, then I have time to really focus on the big things that well, I you know, really and, need and, work. And all of the big things are made of small things, right? The, yeah. the things that we look at in life as being what we're striving for success, happiness, a good relationship, all of those things are made with small incremental moves and decisions. You guys are wealth managers. You know as well as I do that probably the great majority of your clientele did not just show up at your doorstep and say, oh my gosh, I just won Powerball and I have 200 million. What do I do? You may have one or two clients like that. I don't know. You've never discussed If anyone's that. out there and that has happened to them, please call <laughs> us at 407-555-1212. Well, you just gave a fake one. number out. That's weird. Someone might actually call that number. Everyone knows what a 555 means, but yeah, no, yeah, you, can, right. you can feel free to call us on but, the war line. But, but, but seriously though, most of the people you've met that maybe are wealthy people or people that are just managing their money aren't, aren't wealthy. It's all been built through incremental savings, saving a little bit out of this paycheck, making that whatever. But, but that's, that's true of life, right? So life, the, the macrocosm is built by the microcosm. The big picture is built by the little picture. The great painting is done with the little paintbrush. The, the, the fast car is built by, by each little bolt and screw that's put into it. The, the amazing, you know, you know, police canine is trained from the time it was a puppy with little, little things happening every day. I mean, when I had my German Shepherd, Rocky, who was, you guys remember him, this big wolf of a dog who was very intimidating, like a 110 pound, all muscle German Shepherd. But I trained him as a puppy that I would put my hand in his bowl when he was eating and I would feed him food and I would, you know, playfully grab his tooth or grab his tongue or grab his mouth, like playfully so that he would never so that he would never, you know, get aggressive. And it was those little incremental things that made me feel safe that when my little kid would run in the room and Rocky was eating, my dog never growled or snarled or he, if you put your hand in the bowl, he would just, you know, step back and look at you like, why are you putting your hand in my bowl? So you having kind of, when John was talking about being uncomfortable and you, it was uncomfortable for you to share, Matt, that that was a thing because, you know, you you ran the risk of looking silly or being judged or whatever. So it's it, it, it was a good thing because I think it maybe opened up for somebody else who's maybe like going through things and feeling like, feeling like, um, you know, this is an embarrassing thing or this is something that, that, that I have to carry and whatever. It, it's okay to talk about. So I think that, that being uncomfortable is where we grow. 
is is kind of what I was trying to go with. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Rich. And uh, yeah, I, I, so so I think mine. Um, if we're going to switch gears for a second, mine was the episode number twelve: solutions for difficult people by difficult people. And I think during that, from what I can recall from that that episode, is I identified that I was a difficult person. I was that person at work that was just a jerk. And and I w- through that episode, really, I really like got honest and and. Um, share uncomfortable, if you will, super uncomfortable. Yeah, that I was the difficult person. I was an unhappy person at that job. And so because of that, I I was not an easy person to work with. And I never want that feeling again. I don't ever want to be so so now, uh, you know, since since we we moved on from that last company, um, with my staff now with with John as as my business partner on our financial planning side is to make sure that I'm very conscious of never being the difficult person that not not the yes man, because that's not what we're looking for here. But the person who isn't uh, negative Nancy, who doesn't just, uh, you know, want to not be up for pretty much whatever to, to have fun with the staff, but yet at the same time, be respectful. Um, and so uh, I felt really uh, again, after that, after we talked about that and shared it, I really spent time reflecting upon it because I never want to be that person again. And I most certainly was. Well, that was actually, that was an interesting episode because we were talking about how to navigate and deal with a difficult work relationship. And you came at it from the perspective of, I was that difficult working relationship. I was the person, like I'm the person that you're listening to this podcast trying to deal with. <laughs> Um, it was kind of like playing like a game of Clue. And it was like you were Mr. Peacock who killed, you know, you know, Countess Joanna with the candlestick in the library. And um, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, that's fine. But it, it was kind of that, just like John was maybe a little bit surprised by, you know, what I shared. I think we were, John and I were both surprised when we were <laughs> like, here, how do you deal with difficult people? And you're like, well, I'm I was the difficult person and, and here's how I was. And it was amazing perspective though. Amazing perspective no, from the difficult. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was insight. It was kind of like, you know, Dr. Evil explaining, you know, I, I'm the evil one, you know? So it was like, but you learn from it. And so, right. you know, and I work with you and, and deal with you and, I find you to be extremely difficult. No, I find you to be, <laughs> ex- ex- I find you to be extraordinarily open and you're, you're probably one of the best listeners I've ever met. You remember things, you pay attention to things, you know, um, I, I think it was important and there might've been some people listening going, man, am I the fly in the ointment? Am I the, you know, the, the pebble in the shoe? Am I the, the, the speck of dust in people's eyes at work sometimes. Matt, did you know right. that you were the speck of dust in the eye of, no, serious, serious question. I, I, knew serious that question. I, was you... unha- I knew that I was unhappy at a time. And I knew that I treated people because I was just so unhappy that I did not treat people nice. But it really wasn't until we did the podcast till we were talking about dealing with difficult people. And I was trying to think of, okay, so what's my, what's my angle on this for our conversation? And I realized, wait, I haven't really had to deal with difficult people because I was the difficult person. I was the one that everyone had to walk on eggshells <laughs> that around. The answer. And, That's yeah, the answer. How not to like, deal with difficult oh my people. Gosh, the one. <laughs> it was me. I was it. And, and you know how I never want to be that way. But more importantly, the why behind it. Because first we have to, you know, I'm not just a jerk by nature. I was just unhappy. I was unhappy at work. I was unhappy professionally. And so when something was fun at work, I, I was like, this sucks. I don't want to be here. And I'm not, I'm not participating in that or 
you know, you didn't do this right. And, you know, I was just, you know, it, it wasn't myself. And it wasn't until we got away from that situation and it was a toxic environment. So while I'll take 99% of the blame, there's 1% of it on it just being a horrible situation. Um, that when we regrouped and we recreated and, and got through to our new business, that I want to make sure that I was not that person. And so I really, and sometimes it's hard to, sometimes, you know, you still get little inklings of being a stick in the mud, but I think back to that podcast and I think back to that conversation and say, that's not the person who I want to be. And I have the, the option to define who I am. And that's not the definition of, of who Matt is. So um, I really, I, I took a lot of, I've taken a lot of weight actually from every one of, as we were going through preparation, preparing for today, we talked about all the different podcasts that we've done all, was it 18 up to this point? How many do we have? Yes. 18. Wow. And, it, and it was really hard to pick a single thing because each one of them were sharing things about ourselves or trying to become better people. Um, but that was one that really stuck out to me because it was one where I realized I was, I was the problem. I don't think I'm real. I, I think I'm just now realizing not even when we were doing like the pre call for this show that we uncovered a lot about ourselves throughout doing the podcast, which shows you like truly like how natural and organic it is. Like, I don't think Matt, I mean, Matt, I've known you for many years. I worked with you where at that place that you were referring mm -hmm. to, and I didn't know these things about you. So I mean, I just want to express gratitude and thanks to our listeners. We've got like 12,000 downloads now. And it's like for that reason that we feel like called and excited to keep doing the show. Um, and then by virtue of that, apparently we're having a lot of self-discovery while we're doing the show, which is kind of cool. So this is really good therapy. Yeah, <laughs> inexpensive therapy in front, of, in front of 12,000 people, by the way. So, we're, you know, it's not like it's just the three of us chit-chatting here. There's, you know, and, and so maybe that goes back to yours, John is I've never spoken in front of a thousand people, let alone 12,000. I know Rich for you, that's a, like a Monday and a Tuesday at the office um, or something on TikTok, but I've never spoken in front of probably more than a hundred people. And so, you know, here we are doing something that we're sharing like intimate things about ourselves and trying to become better people. But we're doing it in front of 12,000 plus people right now, which is a little uncomfortable, but that's, that was kind of going back to yours, John, is, doing, is dealing with, um, you know, making the uncomfortable comfortable. Well, and you know, at the end of the day, I think the point of us doing this podcast is certainly because we feel like we can help people and we certainly want to help people with their finances and all that kind of fun stuff. And that's why, you know, we're putting together this kind of, we're hoping to be somewhat of a revolutionary sort of e-course as it relates to finances and, and kind of a training and how people can look at the relationship with money differently, how they can look at budgeting differently in a healthier way. Basic, it's going to be basic. It's going to be foundational, but that's where this podcast kind of was even born from was like our passion, you guys kind of your passion for helping people manage their money, but my coupled with my passion for trying to help people to live a better life. And we realized that those two things, kind of go hand in hand, but a lot of people haven't connected the dots on it. So, um, yeah. And so, um, you know, with that said, also, if there is anyone who really did win $200 million and would like our assistance, um, I, I need to be corrected. Do not call us at 407-555-1212. That is- Stop saying the number, dude. I'm sorry. Well, you can bleep this out later, but don't call that number. Call us on a different number or email us on our email address which John gave us our email address. Well, okay. I guess let's qualify it. While we're shooting the show, I Googled it and it's like a not PG 13 oh, company really in, in Orlando. So way to go. 
Um, don't movies do this number in it all the time? I thought I that was thought, a safe number. Yeah, yeah, I thought 555 five, five was always the fake like right, movie. That's a number. safe. I was I thought we were going to a safe place. Not I'm just a, saying. Not, Google search results. Safe, Google search results place. suggest otherwise. Oh. So don't Google it, folks. But anyway, yes. Matt, John, or Rich at three T O W I N dot C O. So And the three is the and the three is the number three. So like the number three, because some people might write the word so it's three number three and then t-o-w-i-n dot c-o i'll put it but, in the description of the of the show so then that way someone for sure but we, that was that was where we started this podcast this podcast was because in january we're going to be releasing our e-course uh to help people kind of navigate things their their relationship with money because these conversations all started because you know i talked about when i was growing up how i was told you know you don't know how to manage money and you don't understand the value of a dollar and you're stupid when it comes to money and you're never going to have anything you're never going to be anything and you know all of those things were always like these records um, or recordings or tapes that i played in my head and so we want to kind of create something that kind of helps people kind of get a hold of the thing that causes one of the things that causes the most stress so that's one thing the second thing is um, as we wrap up this season one of the three to one podcast season two is going to be some some of the same however we're going to also have some guests from time to time so we're going to bring in some people that just are are folks like you you know some entrepreneurs we're going to bring in some thinkers we're going to bring in just just different people just to pick their brains have conversations and, and just see if maybe there's some value added for that um just to kind of mix it up a little bit but at the end of the day i think for me, and, and this is something guys, that, and I hope you guys are cool with me kind of going here with this, but you know, at the end of the day, I think one of the messages that we've tried to give to people, whether it is a letter to your younger self or, you know, positive aging or taking time for yourself or imposter syndrome or makers, takers and fakers, or all of the things that we've described uh, being uncomfortable. It's to understand that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past has been, no matter the challenges that have been handed you, there is an opportunity every day. And when I say every day, sometimes it could be every minute of every day. For those of the people that are in the recovery world, for those of the people that are in the addiction recovery world, you know, it's, it's day by day, right? Sometimes it's minute by minute. You know, sometimes people that are trying to give up an addiction to something, it's a, it's a minute by minute victory. It's, I didn't have a drink this, this minute or this hour or whatever. Um, I said something in a quote and I put it on Instagram and it just popped into my head one day. And so I want to share this quote. A broken heart should not cause one to give up on love any more than winter should cause one to give up on spring. The things that have happened to you that have caused you pain are not a reason to give up on the good that you can have or achieve in life. Just like winter comes, it, spring is going to come. Just like there are trials and tribulations in, in our country, in our personal lives, there is always the opportunity that light is around the corner. There's been so many people in history that were just about to give up. And had they given up on that Tuesday, the victory, the win that was about to be handed to them on Thursday would have been denied. So again, a broken heart should not cause one to give up on love any more than winter should cause one to give up on spring. For those of you out there that are having a tough time, for those of you out there that have been through it, 
we just want to be here to be a voice of hope for you and to tell you, don't give up. Don't ever give up. We're grateful so much for the fact that you would listen to these podcasts. We're grateful that you share them. We're grateful that you download them. We're grateful for your very fine and kind comments that you've made. Please feel free to keep doing that. It means a lot to us, but we are very grateful to all of you. We look forward to running into 2021 with some great stuff, bringing you some amazing stuff. We wish you well. We wish you good health. Thank you so much for listening to us. So we're signing off for 2020 for the three to win podcast. We'll see you in 2021. Be well. Thanks for listening. Three to win is a podcast for the high achieving self-starter that understands there has got to be a better way to maximize their potential. You can help us create impact by sharing this with a friend or rating and reviewing our podcast.